Welcome to the Voice of Trust. Our podcast is about consumer rights, trustworthy businesses, and updates on the latest scams throughout the Mid-South. Now, here's your host, Daniel Irwin. And welcome to the Voice of Trust, brought to you by the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. We are recording here in our studios in Memphis, Tennessee. We do serve 28 counties in Tennessee, Mississippi, and Arkansas. And with me today, I have our producer extraordinaire, uh, Charles Nichols, and our communications and PR specialist, Toddnetta Trice. Hey, guys, how are y'all today? Good. Thanks for asking. over here. So did everybody get their Mexican pizza today? This is the day that the Mexican pizza dropped at, at Taco Bell and the world is going crazy. Did, did everyone get one? I didn't. I got mine yesterday as a rewards member on the Taco Bell app and it was delicious and worth the hour wait. Really? It was worth the wait? Because yes. I was driving about lunchtime today downtown and I passed Taco Bell on Poplar and the line was all the way down the street. It was blocking traffic for blocks and the police were out uh, managing traffic. It was it was so crowded. So pretty crazy. Oh my um, God. Speaking, I, oh, go ahead. I didn't like that I had to provide my own hot sauce though. So I had that in my purse. So that was something I didn't have to worry about, but they left that out, but hey. Oh, well, wow. speaking of hot sauce in your purse, uh, Charles, we found something out about Todd Netta a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Do you want to Do you wanna tell our listeners look, what our, else she keeps? Look, all our listeners will find quickly that Todd Netta keeps all of her food on deck. And we found out when we were catered to for lunch that uh, we were missing some bread. And all of a sudden, the only person that wasn't missing bread was Netta. And so I was like, Todd, where did you get this singular loaf of bread? And she was like, oh, in my trunk. Yeah, to set the scene, we had a barbecue catered. And for whatever reason, there were no buns that came with our catering. And so all of us just adapted and we were just eating it without any bread or anything. And the next thing we know, Todd walks in with a loaf of bread that she claimed she got from her trunk. And when we quizzed her on it, she said, oh, she just drives around with bread in her trunk. Proudly. Yeah, so we don't know if this is like a Wisconsin thing because that's where she's from, but uh, you know, she does travel around with uh, with with food and bread and all sorts of things. Apparently, hot sauce is one of them. Hey, you gotta stay ready so you don't have to get ready, okay? Because I wasn't gonna be like you guys eating uh, barbecue meat with no bread. It this it wasn't gluten free for me. I needed my bread to make me a sandwich. Well, you do have to stay ready uh, <laughs> to get ready, and you got to stay ready about these scams. I mean, um, you know, we're, we've got a great show lined up today. We're gonna be talking to uh, the Shelby County Trustee Regina Morrison Newman. Uh, she'll be with us a little later to talk about um, what she does here as the Shelby County trustee and her consumer protection initiative that the Better Business Bureau is a part of. But before we get to that, um, guys, it's graduation season. And, you know, this is the time of year that uh, graduates are going out into the workforce. So there's a lot of scams involved around graduation. But particularly this year, because of all the confusion concerning uh, student loan repayment, and how there's a freeze on on student loans, we're seeing an uptick in scams. Charles, you want to tell us a little bit about what we're seeing? Yes, as mentioned earlier, it is indeed graduation season. Which, by the way, I'm going to interrupt you, Charles. Charles is a recent graduate. I just want to brag on him for a minute. He graduated from the University of Memphis in December, so congratulations, Charles. I did. I did. (laughs) Yeah, you can't hear us right now, but we're (laughs) clapping. Yeah, we don't have an applause button, but just... (laughs) Wow, thank you guys. 
But it is graduation season, and aspiring graduates are planning to walk their stage to claim their diploma. But don't forget, shortly after graduation, the student loan repayment process begins and scammers take advantage. Due to the pandemic, the loan repayment process has changed dates multiple times throughout the years, which can be confusing for borrowers, but great for some scammers to trick you. And for the record, guys, currently payments are paused for all federal student loans through August 31st, 2022, with no accruing interest. But still, companies are out here promising to reduce debt by lowering payments through enrollment and student loan forgiveness in other programs. But be aware of companies who may also falsely uh, be falsely promising uh, to apply monthly payments to consumer student loans and to improve credit scores. But all you have to do is pay a small fee so they can negotiate with the lender on your behalf. There are also dishonest collectors claiming that they can save money by consolidating loans if a minimal fee is paid. Todd, what are your tips to, to not fall for a scam like this? Ooh, so I have a lot of tips today in regards to this because it is it's been popular even before the pandemic because I know some people personally who swear up and down that their loans can be forgiven after they done spent four years at a public college and they owe over 100k in loans and I'm like what makes you think they're gonna forgive your loan out of everybody and you literally just graduated but the first tip would be research the lender um, you can always visit the bbb.org to read business profiles and check out companies before working with them. The FTC has consumer education related to student loan debt relief scams at ftc.gov slash student loans. Always remember, empty promises leads to an empty wallet and more debt. Only scammers promise fast loan forgiveness. Scammers often pretend to be affiliated with the government. Never, and I mean never, pay a fee up front for help. Never share insensitive information such as your FAFSA ID. Report it. If you have been a victim of a suspected scam, report it at bbb.org slash scam tracker. So, and also find a reliable source. Consumers can apply for loan deferments, forbearance, repayment, and forgiveness or discharge programs directly through the U.S. Department of Education or their loan servicers at no cost. Do not require a third party. Keep all your personal information private and never give it to a source you do not know. Student loans can be forgiven only under specific circumstances, so contact your lender directly to see if any of those options are available to you. Visit studentaid.gov for federal student loan repayment options. If it seems to, too good to be true, it is probably is. A company that claims it can erase student loan debt in minutes is not being honest. And just to piggyback off of the CARES Act, due to its being extended, as of right now, there's no possible way you can get your loan forgive at this time due to it being on hold. So if someone is contacting you right now saying, like, let's go through the process, it is a lie. You will have to wait until they're officially off hold to begin that process. And, yeah, and, and you know, just don't trust anything unsolicited because most of these scams come from unsolicited calls. I'm sure we all get them. Charles, I know you probably get them 15, 20 times a week. Oh, very I, I don't even have any student loans anymore, and I get them. Um, but so they usually are unsolicited calls. Sometimes they're unsolicited emails. Uh, some of the, the, the unsolicited emails uh, that people are getting, it's really easy to tell it's a scam because it comes from a Gmail account, right? It's not coming from a corporate address. It's from studentloanforgiveness at gmail.com or something like that, right? So that's one thing off the top. If you ever get a Gmail email, a Gmail email, it's probably not real. So that's a, that's, that's just a, something to watch out for. Um, 
Guys, uh, you know, y'all are both, you know, Charles, you recently graduated. Todd, you're a lot younger than me. Um, <laughs> you graduated uh, not too long ago. Uh, what, what do you think, man? Like, is it, is it something that you think about? Is it, is it, is it easy for younger people? Do you think this scam affects younger people or more people my age or, well, or what? I will say, I, I guess I'm a more so a privileged kid because I didn't really experience having to take out any loans for school, but track I star say, over here. Yeah. D1 athlete over here. Ah, ah, here we go. <laughs> Charles was an athlete. He got a scholarship. He's Didn't a have student He's a loans. Star. Yeah. <laughs> here he goes. My my coworkers making me blush over here. <laughs> but I will say that I, no, I did not have to experience any loans. But one of the things about the calls is that I already knew they were a scam because they would call and say that they have seen or they are already know that I have loans or assuming that I have loans, and they said that hey, we can take care of this for you. Hey, we see that your recent payment didn't go through or something along these lines. So just like you said earlier about the Gmail email or these type of calls or however it is, me personally, and I don't have too much advice because like I said, I don't have, I didn't experience it, but they pretty much make it evident that they're a scam. Well, I've experienced it. Okay. So unlike Charles, I owe student loans. Like I was even applying when my, my parents' credit score was so bad that, you know, you automatically get the default money. So I didn't need a work study worked so i've had a lot of student loans but to piggyback off of that i don't believe it because the the lenders never call me directly they will never call me directly if anything they're going to send me an email like hey you're late on a payment or hey have you ever thought about you know paying a little bit more so your loan can go down but i don't trust it i'm one of those people where i do not trust anybody so it's hard for me to believe that somebody's going to call me out the blue and be like I'll pay back your student loans. Just give me a fee. Like, no, I'd rather just pay them directly on a, a income-based type of plan. Yeah. And just to keep in mind another thing, too, that makes this uh, kind of more in-depth, right? Uh, there have been ch recent changes to the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. And up until recently, uh, legitimate collectors couldn't use social media to contact you. But that is no longer the case. They now can legally use social media. So... Uh, not only are you uh, recent graduates going to be uh, in the future getting phone calls, text messages, emails, but you also might be getting social media messages. So just be aware that, uh, again, there is a pause in all student loans until uh, August of this year. So if you start to get those calls, you know straight off the top it's a scam. And I can add some additional advice for high schoolers. Yeah. Um, I know it is high school graduation season as well, and a lot of kids these days are so excited about going to college. They have these parties saying, like, where they going as far as, like, college-wise. But there are some other scams that target high schoolers that are going to college um, this, well, over the summer. So pretty much how the scam works is that a lot of scammers will reach out via email and say that they're representing part of the like the financial aid department right. or they're representing the school in behalf of like COVID vaccines and want to see if you're vaccinated. Pretty much the scam is trying to get them, well, trying to get students to provide their personal information far as address, um, vaccination status, um, as well as like personal information like your username or passwords or when it comes to social media and just some top scams that high schoolers should also look out is fake credit cards so a lot of times scammers will reach out via email saying that they can get you a credit card um, another one would be too good to be true apartments 
I hope you guys are not like me. Uh, I did want to get an apartment when I first get to college. I always recommend people getting on the dorm. But there are students out there that wants to get an apartment. And you got to think of it. It's a lot of housing scams that are going on right now. Yeah. Um, as well as scholarship and grant scams. Mm -hmm. There are so many kids out there who need the help to provide funding for their school. So they're looking at scholarships and grant scams. So just be aware of those phone calls or you're getting an email guarantee that you can get a scholarship. If it sounds too good to be true, nine times out of 10 it is. That's really good advice. See, yeah, I'm learning stuff too because uh, I was a spoiled college student. So I had help from athletics. And D1 athlete. Uh, here D1 go. athlete. Here it goes. <laughs> Track star. I might just runs fast. There it goes. There it goes. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for that, Todd. And we'll be right back. Hey, this is Daniel with the Better Business Bureau telling you about BBB.org slash Scam Tracker. Scam Tracker is an interactive crowdsource tool that allows consumers to report scams they have encountered and helps us to track and expose scams. The information collected provides a window on the scam landscape, enabling BBB to produce educational content based on information and the scammer's techniques. We then share this information to the public with an interactive heat map showing scam details in their community. The BBB collaborates and shares scam report data with law enforcement agencies and the media. And what's great about Scam Tracker is that you can read scam accounts in people's own words, making this tool ideal for both checking scams as well as reporting them to prevent others from falling victim. So, to report a scam or to check something out, go to bbb.org slash scam tracker, or as always, give us a call at 901-759-1300. That's Scam Tracker. Give it a look. You're listening to The Voice of Trust, powered by the BBB of the Mid-South. And welcome back to The Voice of Trust, brought to you by the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. I am super honored to have uh, Shelby County Trustee Regina Morrison-Newman with us today. You are the Shelby County Trustee. If you would, just take a moment and tell us what exactly it is that you do uh, here for the, the citizens of Shelby County. What is the trustee's office? And Shelby County Trustee is a charter officer. Every county in the state has one. They were set up by Constitution. Um, you may know us from the fact that we collect property taxes yeah. for the county. That's number one. We also collect delinquent taxes for all seven municipalities and the county. Um, but beyond that, uh, the most of, of what we do is spent being the banker for Shelby County. And we are the banker. We have um, hundreds of funds and accounts that we handle and $3.5 billion a year. So that is a billion with a B. And wow. um, so, so people don't know that's what flows through the office in addition to us hopefully being nice to you while we collect your property tax. Well, and you really are. I mean, with your background and in, in, in not only with your background, but what you're doing as a public servant and as our Shelby County trustee, um, it, it seems like you, you believe in servant leadership. And one thing that's always struck me is that you really seem to care about the county you're really involved in, in, in consumer protection and protecting the rights in, of the citizens of Shelby County. Will you, will you speak a little to that and, and how you came about that? And I think that's a little unique to your position, right? Well, that's our goal. So we, um, we have to collect taxes. We handle all the county's money and safeguard it. We invest all the county's money. So when I came in, that was the goal. Get that up and running. Get right. that worked out. So when we set new records for collections, 
So in the past three out of four years, we've gone over 97% collections in the first year, and that's never been done before. Oh, wow. And we, and we just did it day before yesterday for this year, and we got a month and a half left. And you've done that during <laughs> the middle of a pandemic? In the middle of a pandemic. Oh, wow. So um, we, we cleaned up the investments. We cleaned up uh, getting more collections done. We cleaned up trying to get more payment plans enacted than ever before for the citizens to stay in their houses expand the reach on our tax freeze and tax relief program so people know about them. And um, so you can sit there and do your assigned duties, the statutes and the charter and the constitution says, these are your assigned duties. Right. And you can sit on your laurels and do them. But when we, when we got that all straightened out, we wanted to do something else. So we um, have done several things. Since we safeguard the, the county's money, we decided we'd help people safeguard their own money. Right. And that's the project you worked with this on which we formed a team and got a grant for consumer financial protection. So uh, Daniel was on our idea team. <laughs> we called it our idea team with legislators and councilmen and commissioners and citizens and activists and whoever, and came up with ideas to, over the course of time, this is our strategic plan to help Shelby Countyans safeguard their own money from scammers and con artists. Now, is that something that, you know... It, I'm assuming that that Shelby County is unique in the state of Tennessee, right? I, I, I'm assuming that we are a county like no other, and we have challenges like a county like no other county in the state. So, are, are did you follow suit of other counties, or is are you kind of blazing your own trail, or what gave you the inspiration for this? We're, we're definitely blazing our own trail because we are more we our citizens are are more scammed than anybody they else. Are. Um, and as you well know, I think it's 37% of the reported scams that happen in Tennessee happen in Shelby County, and there are 95 counties. So There are, yeah. <laughs> and, and we are, you know, and, and that's, that's a really good point. We have found that, um, you know, we have national data, and we have something called a scam tracker that I know you're familiar with, and so we have local reports, but we also have national data. And a little bit of what she's talking about is, according to our national data, when you look at the numbers, um, it's undeniable uh, citizens of Shelby County at least report more scams than, than really anybody else. And, and our, our best guess is one in 17 people actually report a scam. Yes. So, you know, if we're reporting it more, it means it's happening here more. And another alarming fact is that we found that specific scams uh, tended, tend to target Shelby County, but, but our, our residents and our seniors in particular tend to lose more money than anywhere else in the country. And we think there's a direct correlation because they're targeted more than other counties in the country. And and so if you could speak to that as to why you think that is, because I know that's something that that regardless of the data, you probably have sensed for a while that, you know, for whatever reason, our seniors are more vulnerable than others. Our seniors are definitely more vulnerable. And they're more put upon by these kind of of scam artists. And so when we kicked off the program, the first step, as you know from the strategic plan, was education and getting mm -hmm. the word out and making awareness um, uh, a bigger thing for all the scams that are going on in Hinton Shelby County, especially as they happen. So one of the things we did when we launched in November, which was Fraud Awareness Month, um, we talked in, in November about signing up for Medicare. Because there's all these people trying to get right. you to pay them to help you sign up for Medicare when free services are available through the county's aging right. commission, et cetera, to do that. Uh, another one was holiday online shopping. And then it became January and it was paid tax preparer time. You don't right. need to do that either. United Way will help you. And so then we started talking about the home repair scammers, which mostly hit seniors. I think yeah. ninety over 90% 
of the losses in Shelby County were from seniors on home repair scams. And that, that is a, tr- a, a, a accurate statistic. Mm-hmm. And then we went on to lottery scams in, um, I think it was March, and uh, government grant scams in April. And what we learned about those were that 20% of the lottery scam losses nationwide are in Shelby County. Yeah. 20% of the losses in the whole country. Government grant scams was worse. 24% of the whole lo- of the losses in the whole country were in Shelby County. Um, we have people who are in severe poverty. We do. Um, and we have a high percentage of seniors also in severe poverty. And unfortunately, if somebody's going to offer them money and say, but you got to pay me this little bit to get this like 15 grand or whatever, they're going to grab onto it. And um, unless we get awareness out there um, and make people more aware, so be careful. Here's what not to do. Yeah. Here's what to do. And um, and then report it to you guys. Um, then uh, people become aware. And we've had contacts from folks afterwards. Oh, that my mom fell for that or yeah. um, whatever it was. So and it's would. a great campaign, guy, though, <laughs> by the way, guys. And I know that you can't, you, you're hearing us and you're not seeing us, but but the visual for these wallet warnings is awesome. It's a great graphic and it's a great program. And it, it really does a good job of um, highlighting something very specific in a mm-hmm. way that can resonate, right? Because we all hear about scams all the time, but until it really affects someone you know or affects a senior or you know if, if, until you can really bite into it right it, it's hard to grasp the concept of it 20 you know 26 percent of all losses mm-hmm. are in Shelby County you know and I think another thing going back is I, you know I, I don't have anything to back this up but I feel like um, scammers obviously target us but I think one of the things when we talk to people um, all day long who've been falling for a scam is these scammers take the time to talk to them especially these seniors. And, you know, even if it's 10 minutes, tell me about your day. Oh, tell me about your grandkids. And, and, and because of the pandemic, so many people have been isolated for so long. And there's a lot of seniors in Memphis that don't, may not have family here that talk to them, or they may not have family anywhere close, or they may not have anybody checking in on them. So when they get a phone call from somebody who purports to be from the publisher's clearinghouse, you know, uh, you know, and, and will take 10 minutes to talk to them and, and tell them about their day. And then, you know, they, they know they're from the South, so they know there's a good chance that maybe they're good church-going people, and they drop in. Well, wouldn't God want you to be happy? Or haven't you been praying for this? I mean, you know, it's a, it's, it's a tactic that they use. And, you know, it's something we hear about all the time. And, you know, and, and when we talk to victims, they tell us, well, you know, I've been praying for this money. I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent, or I didn't know what I was going to do. And so, you know, these scammers are smart and they use that. And, you know, we, it's hard to combat that, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to combat when, when you've got someone so isolated and so desperate and is, is relying on their faith. And then you have somebody that is so evil that is coming in to try to take their money and using that against them. I mean, it really is hard to combat that. And so luckily we, we have you to help us get the word out, you know? Well, item one, as you know, was getting the word out. Right. We're going to work on some legislation, and we're going to work on enforcing some of the legislation Tennessee already has. So that that's to safeguard people's money. And this this whole wallet warning program, and we've had great buy-in on it, I was going to mention. And, and so the Commercial Appeal runs one of our editorials every month on uh, what the what we're say, putting out there, the, mm-hmm. the scam of the month. Um, and then... Um, We've been on WDIA on Bev Johnson's show pretty much monthly, um, done Jared Price's show on KWAM, um, 
also Live at 9. You probably saw several of the wallet yeah. warning notices on Live at 9. And they are always on our Facebook page. So if you go to Shelby County Trustee, they're on our Facebook page. And also on my page, if you friend me, I share them. So um, it's all out there uh, for anybody to read. And um, we can send you all the links. If it, and you've gotten um, a lot of good feedback. A lot of good feedback. Good. And um, so glad we're doing it, et cetera. And so... The whole wallet warning program was based on a grant from the cities for, for financial empowerment to try to empower Shelby County. And it grew out of the fact that we had already received a grant and opened the Greater Memphis Financial Empowerment Center. And that is a great, great thing. Um, would you talk a little bit about that? Because that's something I know you're very proud of and we're lucky to have. It, it is a great thing. Nashville's had one for probably a decade They've had great success in Nashville, and we have greater potential for success here. So we opened the doors about three years ago. Um, it is grant-funded. It is sponsored by Shelby County, by my office, by Mayor Harris's office, and by Assessor Burgess's office. Um, it is a United Way Driving the Dream program. It's a nonprofit oh, wow. agency. It's sponsored by the Women's Foundation of Greater Memphis, and it was grant-funded. And so it's not coming out of your tax dollars. But we have four trained, certified, confidential counselors. And the whole idea is you can go there for free, one-on-one -on -one financial counseling as long as you need it. So you get a counselor, and if you need to talk to the counselor three times a day for a week, you can do that, straighten out your one issue. Or you can talk to them once a week for a year or two years, however long you need it, and it's tailored towards your needs. Oh, wow. And um, so... If you need to get into a bank, they can help you do that. If you need to raise your credit score, they can help you do that. And this is free. Did I say free? It's free, free. Wow. Free government service, one-on-one -on -one financial counseling. You're not sitting there with a bunch of other people airing your personal business. Oh, wow. You, you are with your counselor, and you can call your counselor. When the uh, pandemic came along in March of 2020, the counselors went remote. And we had more clients than ever before because they had touched base, but they didn't have time for meetings. But then they had time for video chats. Yeah. So um, it's been going really well. We have had um, over 1,000 clients in the last three years, and they have eliminated over $1.8 million in non-mortgage debt. $1.8 million of non-mortgage debt. Is gone by the in way. In Shelby side. County. In Shelby County. That um, is a great statistic. Have, yeah, we have intake to see where you are, what your goals are. Then we have steps and metrics as time goes by. And the whole idea is to get to the point you want to get to. It's also a resource center. Um, we are in partnership with RISE, who has been doing financial literacy for a very long time. And uh, RISE helps staff the facility and handles the grant. And um, it's, uh, it's just been a very beneficial partnership um, we are, are now when we actually need an office. We're in the RISE offices. Mm -hmm. We had great office space. The pandemic came. Everybody was working from home on their computers, and we kind of gave up our office space. But call for an appointment. If you need one-on-one -on -one financial counseling, if you want to eventually get into a house, you want to clean up your credit, get into a house. Um, when I say it's a resource center, it's tied into all the other United Way agencies. Oh, wow. Being part of the Driving the okay. Dream program. So if you need... Uh, they've also got information on every other program in town. So that my goal about programs is that people don't know about them. They're yeah. not doing anybody any good. So if you need domestic violence help, if you need to get an expungement, we've uh, appeared at the um, expungement clinic. It's held by the criminal court clerk. Um, whatever you need, if you want to find out about 
you know what it costs to get into a house. We're we're partnered with United Housing. We're partnered with the American Job Center. We're trying to partner with the AFL-CIO for your apprenticeship programs. If you want a better job, or your kids need a job, or they want to get into a trade program, so anything that you need, we hopefully can do it there. But the goals are credit repair and banking and eliminating debt and increasing savings. Memphis and Shelby County has more payday lenders per capita than than any other city, I believe, certainly in the state of Tennessee and and probably any other urban area. I believe it actually started in our state, if I'm not... We have more payday lenders than we have banking branches. How are you combating that? All right. Well, one of my uh, goals, I'll call it a goal, um, payday lenders are, are, you know, uh, we... They're not illegal, like some of these other scams we talk about. They're legal. Uh, they're just not good for you. Right. So um, payday lenders were born in Tennessee. And Shelby County has more than, than they have of bank branches. And people get involved in trying to get quick money or uh, car, t- car title cash or right. whatever it is. And um, it's extremely difficult, if not impossible, to get out. Right. Um and so because of the high interest rate. Because of right. the high interest rate right. or what they call fees. Because right. if it were called interest, it would be illegal in the state of Tennessee. Right. So it's some kind of fees they charge. And um, if I had my way, I would run them all out of town. Uh, but uh, there are people who need them. We encourage everybody to get banks. So we're involved in Bank on Memphis because um, it's better for you to have a safe, affordable, mainstream checking account um, especially when the pandemic came along and people were getting stimulus checks. And you can wait for your check in the mail, mm-hmm. which was going to take months, or they could put it right in your bank account if you had one. So that was a good incentive right. to go get a bank account. But um, people who have bank accounts are eight times more likely to increase their savings. And over the course of your lifetime, with the fees you pay to a payday lender or a check cashing place, you're spending about $40,000 rather than having a bank account. So the course of a person's lifetime, it's going to cost you about $40,000 not to have a bank account. Wow. And the reason we're involved with Bank on Memphis and we have a lot of banking partners is that they provide those second chance accounts with no fees. They provide that opportunity. If you had a problem with a bank before, you now can do this. Right. And, and have a bank account, and it can be safe, and it can be affordable. Right. Um, the vast majority of people nationwide who don't have bank accounts say it's because they don't have enough money to put in a bank. Right. Please use a bank account or right. credit union. Right. Um, my put money your money in a safe Mine's in a credit union. Yeah. Don't keep it under the mattress. Don't walk around with it in your purse. <laughs> put it in a bank. What's been the biggest obstacle you've found since you've become trustee in, in trying to convince people that, that banks are good and, and they're not evil, you know what I mean? Because sometimes, you know, people think big banks, right? You know, Big banks, sometimes and, they're evil. So right. as I mentioned, credit unions. If yeah, you don't yeah, like yeah. banks, find a credit union. But, but what's been the biggest obstacle and, and, and challenge? The same exact wording that comes out for surveys nationwide is I don't have enough money to, okay. to need a bank account. How many, so it's part how of much that are you cycle paying? of poverty. Yes. Yeah. How much are you paying? To go take your your paycheck and go to a check cashing place, yeah, um, or uh, whatever else you're doing, the the car titles or whatever. They, these are massive fees, massive fees that's very hard to get out from under. A lot of businesses now are moving mm-hmm. away from cash, mm-hmm. right? Especially mm-hmm. you know, for for restaurants and, and things like that. But you know, and and also with the prevalence of of the cash app and Venmo and all that, you know, right. obviously we see a lot of 
when we deal with it, it's usually because of a scam or because someone, you know, can't get their money back or something like that. But it can be a valuable tool, but also could be a challenge that, you know, because if, if more people are using that and keeping their money in their cash app account and not necessarily linked to a bank, they don't always have the protections like they do with the bank, right? That's true. So that's why, again, you know, you have more protections with a bank than you do with just using cash. You know, that's why another reason why it's so important to put your money somewhere where it's protected federally. It's protected federally by the FDIC and guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's a big issue. But uh, for those who are just using Cash App or whatever, it is better than running around with cash. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that <laughs> or is using true. payday lenders. Yes. Yes. We, we want to stay away from payday lenders. <laughs> um, last question. What makes Memphis and Shelby County the greatest city and county in the country? Everything. The people make it the greatest city in the county. I agree. The, the people make it great because you can go to Nashville and you don't really see people. The traffic is so right. bad that people stay in their little neighborhoods. In Memphis, everybody goes everywhere. And everybody's friendly, and um, all kinds of people mix together all the time, and right. that's what makes Memphis great. Right. I agree. <laughs> well, thank you so much, uh, Trustee Newman. Uh, thank you so much. We It's a pleasure to have you here, and we look forward to a continued partnership with you. And I look forward to continued partnership with you guys because you guys have been great. Well, thanks again to Shelby County Trustee Regina Morrison Newman. If you'd like to get in touch with her office, you can at 901-222-0200. Also mentioned on the show was the Greater Memphis Financial Empowerment Center. You can go to their website at gmfec.com or give them a call at 901-390-4200. And if you want to get in touch with Bank on Memphis, you can go to bankonmemphis.org. Or call Molly Pilati, the manager over there. Uh, she does it all at 901-222-0206. Again, that's Molly Pilati at Bank on Memphis at 901-222-0206. We thank Trustee Newman for being here, and we thank you for listening. Have a great week. Did you enjoy this episode of the Voice of Trust podcast? Head over to Apple or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you.